What's up, fam? Welcome to That's the Angle, and this time I am joined by a local DC photographer, someone who I have, we have been in the same sort of hemisphere, like same sort of gravity in the whole DC, Washington DC scene for so long, but I've never actually gotten to talk to him. I'm here with Marcus, aka Opex What's up, man? How Photos. Are you? How are you doing? Dude? Doing good, man. How are you? Good, man. Good. Thanks I, uh, for having me on. Yeah, no, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you could do it. You know, it's um, when I had a list of photographers I wanted to talk to, you were definitely on that list because I remember when I, I got in like the, the DC game takes off this like super annoying in the table. <laughs> when I was getting to the photo game like a year, a year and a half ago, you were already there. Like, just barely. Maybe just barely, just but barely. I, remember, I remember looking at it and I was like, damn, like, this guy's definitely doing it. He's shooting, he's got a style and all this stuff. And I was I was really digging it, but before we like start talking about all that recent stuff we could talk about and IG and all that shit, oh man, let's talk about where it all started. So, how did you get into photography? Like, give me the the background the, here, the whole scoop. Yeah, give me the, the scoop. The, the whole the whole lowdown. Yeah. So that's a question I get a lot actually. A lot of people are like, you know, who inspires you? Where you come from? And I was one, no artistic anything, okay. just one day in college, picked up a camera, bored. We had a brand new puppy. Not even kidding. Picked up the camera, just started shooting some photos, put it away. People were like, dude, those are pretty good. Like, you should get into photography. I was like, nah, it's whatever. Then I was moving out, and he was selling his camera. It was a Nikon D5500. So, kit lens, mm -hmm. like 7300, 18, like nothing. Just like crazy. Rumi's camera sort Literally, of thing. Yeah, just, just like a, we're having a party. Somebody shoot photos on auto type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I picked up the camera. Next year, you know, just kind of shot around, didn't do much. And then about two years ago, my roommate was starting up a travel blog. Okay. And he was sitting there grinding every night, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., grinding, 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 making no money, but he was grinding. And I was like, you know what? You only live one time. So the next day, I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm about to do something crazy. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Went to Best Buy, bought a laptop, bought a 7200, bought an 85, bought a 50, bought a 35, and just said, let's go for it. Whoa. Been just like that. Like, you were just like... I, you feel like this is it, and you're just like, yo, I just did it. I'm, I'm gonna dive in. Just dope. Wow. So from puppy photos, and so was it to help your roommate, or is it just to like you were just interested? Just interested. Yeah, I've always loved photos, but I never thought I had an artistic bone in my body. Really? So growing up, there was never like the uncle with the camera. No. Like, like the whole time, it was just like <laughs> yeah. puppy. That you were, <laughs> like, like, like like puppy that like your roommate was using to like pick up chicks. I'm sure. Literally, that's exactly know, what it was. We all know how that goes in college, and then and then you're like, oh, I'll take some photos of it. Got it, and then you're like going all in. That was it, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, my dad did a little bit of photo video stuff growing up. Like he had pictures up on the wall, but it was nothing, you know, landscape stuff. Yeah, he didn't push it on you no. or anything. He was just like, oh, okay, no, at all. I mean, I avoided art like the play. And so this was like right after college, you said. This was 2014. 2014. The first time I picked up a camera. Wow. And but when did you buy that whole setup? That whole setup was two years ago now. Two years ago, wow. Two years ago, and so yeah. where, did, where did you start? Like you got the setup where you just like taking photos for your buddy's blog? Like what were you doing? So my first photos were all landscape abstract. Like I told myself I was never gonna do portraits. I said, I'm not gonna be that guy. That's funny because that's pretty much all you do now. Now, yeah, <laughs> so it's really funny. I completely went the other way, but I was like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm not gonna be a slave to the system. I'm gonna be something different and unique. But then I realized Nat Geo's not gonna put me on contract and pay me a hundred thousand wow. dollars a year. So I was like, well, yeah. I have to make money. This stuff is expensive. Yeah, big facts. Started shooting pictures of people and I like working with people. I like talking to people and 
that's where I'm at now. Dude, that's so crazy, man. It's so crazy it's to think about like your old work and when you just started. Like, oh, like the things you were doing with that like initial setup. It's nuts. Are just it's you're just thinking like, how did I even get away with that? Like, who, <laughs> who, who let me do that? Yeah. So like, what yeah. you so when you first started, you, I guess you weren't doing portraits. No, I was doing just random. I remember my first shot on my D seventy two hundred was a picture of the Iwo Jima Memorial. It was eleven thirty at night. And it was just one, it's a cool shot. It got featured on one of the DC like pages they liked. It was like a flag was curling and it was cool. So that was the pop though. That was probably so, it. So, that was probably it. So yeah. I guess you're posting IG, but it was that photo that you were like, wait a minute, like this feels kind of cool. Like getting some notoriety feels yeah, good. Yeah, that, that was definitely it. I mean, my first photo on IG was January 17th, I think, 2017. We were in Atlantic City. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna start a photography IG. I saw, I remember, it was a picture of a orange Ford Fastback Mustang mm -hmm. sitting at one of those museums on the beach in like the mall. Took one photo, posted, that was the first photo and then it's just been up Damn, from there. uphill from there, dude. That's it, yeah. I mean, dude, that's crazy. So, wow, I mean, it, it seems like you've been in the game for four years, but you were only like IG photography for two. Yeah, exactly. That's super dope. And so, now I know you as sort of like, um, you're very like social photographer, much like myself, like you're going to events, like you're doing things, you're meeting people, like you're always out shooting with bloggers. Like it's, it's very much like photographers are almost like rock stars on social media <laughs> these days. It's really interesting, but sure. like, but you're definitely someone who's like always in people's mouths and something that's always kind of showing up in my feed. Um, when, so, so when you got that camera and like you started shooting, what, what was it? Was it always in DC? Like. Like, tell me about some of this journey up until like OPEX today. Oh man, and that that in, that in itself did, is did, a did you start like how I started? Like when I first started, I was like, all right, how am I gonna get the follows up? I was like, I need more people to notice <laughs> me. So my strategy was, I'm gonna shoot with bloggers. See, I didn't do that. You didn't do that. I didn't really hop deep into the IG thing until maybe like a year ago. Okay. Like I wasn't big into the IG. I just used it kind of as a platform to show my work. I mean, my archive is full of a whole bunch of random stuff. I mean, vacation photos, black and white stuff, just We've random. All been there. We've all been there. And then, um, but then, you know, I was like, you know, this is, I'm going to have to get recognized somehow. Mm -hmm. And then I actually ran into Theo Adams. I don't know if you've met him. He sounds familiar. He's been to some of the street meets, good guy, actor. Uh, I don't right. know if you saw his post. He has a new movie came out on, um, Amazon, Oselosan, that's the same guy. I don't know if you've seen it. That's true. Yeah, we'll seen talk it. about him later. Cool okay. guy. Love yeah. that guy. He's amazing. He's a huge influence in my social media presence. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, then I hopped into it, and it, Instagram's a beast of its own. I and mean, we start talking about that, we're going to be here for hours. Well, we'll do what the heck. <laughs> I, I mean, dude, I, I was looking at your socials, obviously, before this, and you have an insane amount of engagements. Like, it's kind of insane. Like, it sounds like you started social media almost the same time I did. But how is your shit at 6K <laughs> and then my shit's only at 2? What, like, what are you even doing as a photographer that you feel like has like, really helped it's, you there? It's not even the photography part. It's it's actually everything out of the photographer. It's really? looking at people, not as followers. I think that's the number one mm -hmm. problem. I mean, everybody's looking at them as a number. It's just like business. Everybody's looking at people as dollar signs. Stop looking at people as dollar signs. Stop looking at them as followers. Look at them as real people, and everything goes from there. So you're telling me when you're out meeting new people, you don't at some point say, what's your Instagram? Sometimes, but not really. More, uh, I like I more talk Instagram with photographers on Instagram than random people. But uh, okay, I mean, if they ask me to see my work, like, oh, what do you do? I'm a photographer on the side. Then of course I'll whip it. I'll show them. But it's never really an intro conversation. Yeah, whip out, pretty much. Check out my <laughs> Yeah, man, something like that. So but yeah, I mean, 
besides that, just really being personal, being really connected to the people I'm working with. So, so has, so has growing your online presence, that's how I know of you, of course, like, has, has that been like a factor in what you're doing? Like, do you find yourself like catering to that or do you find yourself shooting what you want? Mm, actually, it's funny you said that. So unfortunately, I think I have started to cater toward it and I am actually right now trying to break out of it. Really? Yeah, so um, I met with a guy named his handle Stank on- Great handle. Yeah, it's stay true to the arts, not chaos. Pretty interesting. Okay. But I went, you know, talked to him. He's been in the game 12 years, only shoots his own stuff. Like he doesn't care about Instagram, nothing like that. But we had a long conversation, like two hours, and he was talking about, you know, how he started doing that and started shooting for clients, and he kind of lost his creativity. And he told me this story that it's gonna stick with me for a while about how this bar, when he first started shooting, mm -hmm. gave him a camera, said, you know, just take this and shoot a picture of me. And the guy was 25 years in the game, professional, whole setup. He was like, this is gonna be the best picture I've ever seen, I already know. And he shot the photo and the dude showed his wife and his wife was actually an editor for a magazine. And she was like, this is one of the best photos I've ever seen. Did it in a barbershop with a cool pics camera. And he said, why, why is it so good? He's like, because the amateurs don't care about the money. They don't care about the fame. They care about the photo. Mm -hmm. That right there told me I gotta change. I gotta go back Ooh. to what I used to do, back to the roots, you know, the creative side, the doing it the I, I see what you're saying like we get so caught up in like what does IG want to see then you get so caught up in okay I'm trying to go full-time like exactly. doing work for clients and you hardly have that space where you just started what was all creative and that's what got you those gigs and now you're all like business I get exactly what you're saying exactly. and, it, and what's also interesting about that is that like it's not about the gear cool pace camera doesn't matter what you have it's true but the point of that was like the good photo exactly it yeah. was the photo itself. You know, mm -hmm. it didn't matter about the noise or the grain or the color grading. You're not even thinking about that. No. You're not even thinking about how many megapixels. You're not thinking about am I using rule of thirds if that even doesn't. I don't. I don't think about that. <laughs> but like, it, it's it's like it's pure. That's it. At the end of the day, it was like a very pure moment. Exactly. And so you so you feel like now you're going back to your roots. Yeah. So how are you doing that? Just well, first I get out of this editing hole that I'm in because talk about client work, I'm buried. Really? What kind of clients do you work with? Oh, it varies. Right now I'm actually working on wedding stuff. I don't know if you saw, I did my first wedding about oh, three dude. weeks ago. How was that? Were you primary shooting or second shooting? Uh, primary shooting. Oh, dude. So, it was, it, was, it was pressure, but I had Will's photo there with me. Oh, I don't know if you've seen him. Good guy. Super good guy. Tall white guy with, with like glasses, right? Sometimes he has glasses, yeah. sometimes he doesn't. Where's yeah. the hat? All the I met time. him. Nice guy. Nice guy. Great guy. Yeah, great guy. Amazing guy. And I mean, he's really helped in the last probably three, four months to really up my game. Nice. I mean, he's really pushed me because I mean, he's an amazing shooter. Oh, really? Oh yeah, he's a great, he's a great talent. So he's pushed me to get way higher than I was before in both editing and shooting. Yeah, so, that's, a, that's a homie right there. I yeah. wish I had more friends like that. Dude, get and talk to him, talk to the man. No, I'm not stealing your friend. But, so, so tell my me about- friends, everybody's friends. So tell, tell me about the first wedding experience, dude, because so, that's something that I'm so scared of, like organizing and shooting a wedding. I don't ever want to do it. But I'm <laughs> sure there's gonna be a moment where I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> this one wasn't as bad because mm -hmm. it was like a little hometown wedding. It was like 50 people. Chill. So it was, it was chill. And like I said, I had a second shooter that's done weddings. He knew what was going oh, on. God. He, he had the gear. He helped me, yeah, yeah. you know, get everything together. Now in October, my cousin booked me for a wedding 
full price flying me out there. I'm solo shooting by myself. Whoa. She's paying like almost three grand, Whoa. expecting the whole thing, and I'm that's I'm stressing. God, see, see, be, that, that's like the part of my photography where you're like, be. you see the money, but then like, yeah. I, I'm just like, God, I don't, I don't want to start doing weddings. I feel like it's a slippery slope. It's, it's tough. Oh God, I'm not gonna lie. When money's getting rough, you're just like. Where's the wedding gig? Like, <laughs> dude, that's so crazy, man. I mean, well, congrats on that. Like, Thanks, I, the photos came out well. Like, you nailed them. I'm the still kiss. working on them. Still working oh, on them. Oh, that's the part that sucks, man. It's not the shooting. It's it's the post. Yeah, I, can, I imagine like when I do like an e-commerce shoot, I'm like, oh god, dang, I took so long to edit. Let alone like a wedding. It's like when, when you deliver wedding photos, are you delivering like? Just like a giant mass of photos. Like, are you letting them choose their selects? I'm just curious. I, I mean, I, we had 4,200 photos <laughs> that we narrowed down to 300. Wow. So I'm wow. Uh, 94 edits left. Yeah, because I, I imagine you gotta be rapid firing at moments. Like, oh, there's no like, yeah. like there's no perfect. It's like, like, like it's just straight finger banging. That's it. Yeah, it's loaded up with memory. Make sure you have battery. Make sure the flash is charged, and shoot until your fingers don't work anymore, and then go through it later. Yeah, then your wrists are just like broken. That's it. But no, that's really cool. I was just curious, like, what kind of gigs you're doing? Like, if if you were like. If there was something you were aiming for, like me, I'm trying to stay in my realm of like fashion portraiture and maybe whatever small gigs, you know, that right. comes along the way that you just don't tell people about. <laughs> on it. So, you know, the one that I you mean, don't I, film a BTS for. I mean, yeah, I, I, I definitely have those. You know, we have the inspiring rappers that will come and want like street style pics. I mean, those are a lot of fun, but it's not something I'm going to be like, oh, this is what I do. It's, it's not hitting your portfolio. Right. It's yeah. just like, this will get me my next piece of gear. Pretty much. Yeah. So. I mean, you know. So I know the answer, but I need to ask this for people. Are you full-time, part-time, looking to go full-time photography? Where are you at in the spectrum? So I tell people it's my second full-time. So I yep. work a 10 to 6, mm -hmm. full-time desk job cool. in software. So answering phones, answering emails, helping people out. Then I come home and it's straight into photography till probably one, two o'clock in the morning yeah. every day. And all weekend. Dude, that's the grind, man. That's it. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's legit the grind. I mean, I was fortunate enough to be able to quit my office job a couple months ago, and that was Congrats. literally my life. It was go to work, come back, work out, come back home, work up two in the morning, wake up, do it again. Rinse, it. rinse wash, and repeat. That's so it. how close do you think you are? I don't know. That, I, these weddings sound real juicy. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> do I really want to be, do I want to hop into that realm? Because you know, like oh, you're saying, once you, once you get in there, you can't just get out. I mean, it's like when you graduate college and you get that first job and you get that first check, it's very hard big to go facts, back. Big facts, yeah, because it's, it's, so, it's it's, it's like the backbone of, I guess, what you're doing. That's it. But I mean, I, I guess we're trying to go full time, but like, screw it, why not? You know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's the way I see it. So, so in like, I feel like it'll, it'll only be a matter of time for you. Like, I'm hoping a year. I'm yeah. hoping a year from now. That's kind of my goal is a year from now. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my hope. What do you, what do you think it takes? Like, what do you think is like the, the switch between part-time and full-time as a photographer? Courage. What do you mean? You just have to be ballsy enough to do it. I mean, you're not going to have the perfect scenario That's true. to quit your job and go and rely on yourself and your talent to make money. I mean, you're not going to have it. There will never be the perfect scenario unless you hop on contract and you get a call from like Vogue magazine and they put you on this crazy contract, but then guess what? There goes your creativity because now you're owned. So you can't do anything. Damn, I wouldn't be. They own you. I wouldn't mind being owned by Vogue for a year. I'm not gonna lie. That does sound kind of legit. <laughs> that is true. How about that photographer who Beyonce? It was like a 22 or 23 year old photographer yeah. that shot that Vogue issue. What right. the? Who is this kid? <laughs> I'm gonna make a separate video on that. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. That's a separate piece of content. But yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, that transition is crazy. And, and like, I know for me that once I started making as much as I made 
um, from my job, like at least I got close to it, I said, fuck it, let's go. And it's been really weird because, I mean, unlike most photographers, I can't say that my next month is always completely booked out personally, but every month I've trusted it and just worked, and just keep working at it and it always works out. Like, I don't know what it is, but like the last week of a month, whole month is almost booked or like first week, month is booked. It's just, it's, it's so crazy when you just sort of trust in the system and the process and everything and you know, maybe put on your sales hat sometimes. That's too. 100%. I mean, if you trust the process, I mean, it's like the other day I dove in, I bought a brand new lens, spent 400 bucks, got that 2470 that everybody loves. It's really, what do you really think expensive. this is? Are you, <laughs> you don't want to know how much that costs. Oh, I know how much it costs because if you got it from Canon, I know that it's more than the one I bought. Yeah, it was like 16700 Yeah, mine was 14 Yeah. So, so I know yours was up there. Oh, God. You're but, an icon shooter. We can talk about that later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can get into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, you know, that same week, I booked the wedding I did last weekend. That was grand. I booked another event. That was 350 I booked another event. That was 300 And that lens was paid in three days. Dude, good shit. So, how, do you, how do you find yourself getting clients? Is it off the strength of just your socials? Or are you reaching out? I'm just curious. Instagram. That's yes. my number one tool. Are you actually, are you doing paid marketing? Or are you... Um, is all organic. Mostly guerrilla marketing, to be honest. Just, just out there. Just always. Just looking, in the DMs. Just yeah, looking Dude, for somebody. I'm the same way. As, as soon as I see a clothing company, I'm like in the DMs. Hey, if you're any photographer, I'd love to work That's with it. you guys. Yep. So, so you're actively shoot, hitting the DMs, and you see someone or something. Hey, like, what do you normally say? I um, mean, it really depends. A lot of the time, people hit me up. Sometimes I'll hit them up. Well, you know, same thing, kind of way what you're saying. I'll be like, you know, if you're ever in the market looking for a photographer. You know, let me know. You know, I'll be really fair on rates. I'm flexible. I'll work with you. The turnaround time is pretty good. You know, let me know if you're interested in something like that. Well, because I, I think, I think naturally, like, as both can relate to this, it, both of us can relate to this, is that baseline is like your work is good, so work will come to you. Right. But I feel like you can't rely on that, especially trying to go full-time. Like, you want those recurring monthly clients. Like, you want certain things. Like, you can't just trust in people sliding your DMs. Like, you have to put, like, your feet to the ground and do, like, you know, hitting the DMs. Hey, what's up? No? Okay, who cares? Do, 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 do. Yeah, you're gonna have to. Like, I was gonna ask you, like, how are you sustaining after quitting a desk job and now <laughs> being able to do it full-time and afford to be in a studio on top of that? I mean, still getting gear, still buying studio material? No, 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 no. no. I am not buying gear at all. So, really? so I, I was very smart about things. So, when I had my office shop, I knew that I was gonna have to buy everything, like with that money, that, that all the essentials. So I bought all the essentials. I bought my expensive lens, I upgraded my camera body, I bought an expensive microphone. I bought everything that I thought I was going to need that I wouldn't be able to pay for, like now that I'm living so slim. Like I'm living so freaking slim. Like, like college slim? Oh yeah, dude, I'm living slim to, to make all this happen, but yeah. like, I'm happier than if I was at that office job right. doing Excel sheets. It's a fault. You know, don't give me Starbucks. Yeah, I mean, do, <laughs> yeah, and, and so I feel like it's it's just like trusting the whole process and everything. That's dope, man. Yeah. Well, congrats, man. I mean, that. That's well, congrats. Huge, yeah. We'll get there soon, but look, Nikon versus Canon. Oh, it's here we go. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm prepared to give you a pass because the D850 is a really nice camera, but also it sounds like that was the first camera you just happened to have yes. when you started a long time ago. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. I mean, I think it's also, you know, it's it's Apple and Android, it's Canon and Nikon. As long as you're not a Sony shooter, we're okay. 
Yeah. We're not gonna, we're, we won't go down that road. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nikon kind of fell into that boat now with their new Z6, Z7. Oh, yeah, all these new mirrorless. Canon and Nikon kind of just copy each other. Yeah. Canon hasn't really released one yet, though, the, the big mirrorless yet. At least not that I've seen that they've. There's really talks about pushed. it, like on the blogs and stuff They'll like that. It. And of course, everyone's already disappointed. Like, <laughs> like all, all the other really hardcore nerds are like, come on, I'm getting disappointed. Like, <laughs> hasn't even come out yet, dude. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll come out. When Nikon drops, you know Canon's going to. It's just a matter of time. They've been doing it since they started. They're going to keep doing it. So, so, but, so you're, you're just pretty far in the Nikon hole that it's pretty much like I would never switch, kind of. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just comfort. I mean, I've picked up a Canon. Like, mm -hmm. I've used it, like, yeah, yeah. once. I mean, it's not bad. I, I don't dislike it. I mean, there are things I dislike about the body of Canon. I think it's too light. I like the weight of Nikon. I like that they're metal, like, bodied. I like the extra weight. That's just me. We keep like, with that twenty-four to seventy lens on. You're, you're gonna oh, change your mind on that one. Dude. Oh, no, I got twenty-four seventy and a battery grip on there, and I love it. Oh them. god, I can't rock the the battery grip. It's love just it. too much. Like I just feel like I'm holding a Gundam at some point. Oh, like, I'm just like, <laughs> like, like it just gets too much. Like well, that's what the, that's what the seventy-eight two hundred on there. Gee, oh yeah, that, that thing feels like a transformer. I, I think a lot of it just bothers me, bothers me when I'm vlogging. Like, I don't even use my nice camera setup to vlog. I use my old Rebel T5i and that's all, just because it's small. Right. I hate having this giant, like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be heavy. I wouldn't want to do that. Nice, dude. So, Nikon Shooter just started crushing it. I mean, dude, like, that's nuts. I have a question, and it's about your bio. Okay. You don't like shooting the studio, or, like, do you have a preference? Because I notice all of your photos are natural light. Yes. Is that by default, or, like, where... So the whole thing, Light Chaser, where this all came from, because everybody asks about that too, usually. Oh, well, um, yeah, what is that? Is no flash. No flash, that's why I'm such a natural light shooter, because I didn't do flash, I can't stand the whole dark alley, oh my god, now I'm super bright and I can see you. No, you couldn't, you're in a dark alley, it's two o'clock in the morning, there's no way you could see that person in the dark alley. It just bothered me. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like it, so I learned to shoot without it. Like, what about it? You, you, you thought it looks cheap, or like just, you didn't like the aesthetic of it? I just didn't think it looked natural. I, I wanted something that looked natural. Like, in a studio with a flash, that's fine. You're in a studio. But if you're out on the street, say it's 11 o'clock at night, you're walking down Georgetown, mm -hmm. and you turn down one of those cool hours with, like, the one light, and you have her standing there, and half her body's lit up, but now you take the photo, and now you can see her entire face, you can see the detail. Come on, there's no way. You're in an alley. So I'm just So you just think it doesn't make preference. sense. It's right, it just didn't you, register in my brain. You're looking at the photo like, okay, if you were to take this photo, why are you illuminated at night and, and everything else is like not? Unless you're under a street light or something, which is what I've done, which is why I call it light chasing, because I have to go find the light ah. instead of bringing the light with me. That sounds like a pretty like big part of like of your core, like your system stuff is like you're just about like how do I use this light the best way? Oh, the street light looks good. Try it this thing or try it this thing. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I was a big person on tones. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's another part of it is, you know, when you start using flash, you start losing things like tones. I mean, yeah, you're going to get the details, which is why in the studio it's perfect. You know, if you're doing glamour or beauty, something like that, well, yeah, you're you, going to you need, need those details. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like the stuff you do a lot, you need that detail. You need to see the intricate details that you have in the face, in the outfits, in the body movements. You need all that, but for tones, you know, you want to get, especially for me, I like the moody. I like people to feel stuff. Their stuff is very, like, contrasty, yeah. moody. I, I love the cinematic moody look, the really get deep in your feelings. I mean, I've... Uh, Do you edit in Lightroom or Photoshop? Oh, so here's another So here's another part of it. Lightroom only, and I'm going to oh tell you why. God. I don't know if you remember this. Me and you got into it when we first met at a street meet because of this. What? Yes, <laughs> because of this exact topic. That's why it's funny you brought that up. All right, yeah. well, we're about to get back into it. <laughs> I, I, can't believe you're still, I can't believe you're still only on Lightroom. Lightroom exclusive by choice. 
by I've choice. Chosen, yes, I've chosen to. Oh yep, I've chosen I, to. How are you retouching skin? Uh, you've seen my photos. No Photoshop. I, I guess. Like, I don't Zero. Really, like, I, I, I mean, I, I can't say I remember looking at your photos and being like, oh, if only he just skin retouched. Yeah, I mean, I, at one point I didn't do retouching because at the long, you know, for the longest, I was doing full body stuff. The whole half mm -hmm. body stuff was more of a new thing because I wanted to get into the retouching. And I wanted to see. Especially with portraits, when you start doing the thing, sometimes, right. sometimes just getting rid of a couple pimples and stuff does make the photo a whole oh, lot yeah. better. I mean, you know, if we did some before and afters, like that set of Elizabeth that you saw, that's pure lighter. That never touched Photoshop one time. Yeah, but also she's got near perfect skin. <laughs> yeah. Like she's flawless. Looking. Oh, I can show you some others. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna put them out there. Yeah, yeah, those, but are, those don't make the select. Maybe off camera we could show you yeah, okay, that okay. you can do a lot with Lightroom. But so my whole philosophy behind it was, if I was in glamour or something where I needed, like like exactly back to the same point of flash. I think flash and Photoshop in my head they kind of so, go. So, so why don't you one just, the why other. don't you just shoot film then? If you're so purist, you don't want to use I mean, modifiers. I'm definitely you know, not a purist. Why don't you use shoot film? You won't have to edit. No, because I like to edit. Editing's okay, fun like, to me. Like I editing. love editing. I, I, you like editing colors. Yes, I love editing colors. Yeah, yeah. that's all you do in Lightroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can do a lot in Lightroom. You'd be surprised. I, actually, I, I, I'm sure you could do some pretty in-depth stuff in there. It, it just, I think it's all about comfort, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I started, it was past the era of everybody using Photoshop. It was when I started really editing, that's when Lightroom was making big steps to improve photo workflow mm. and give you brush tools and the extra skin softening, iris enhancing, teeth whitening. They gave you all those brushes and they were available. You, you know what it was? Why we probably got more to the argument earlier is because I actually was on the opposite side of you. I didn't use Lightroom for the longest time because I was like, Screw Lightroom. That's it's exactly for, what you it, said. It's for bums. That's like, exactly what you said. That's why we got into it. I was like, it's for bums. Like, like it's not. It's not for. Real, you want to be a real photographer? You gotta use Photoshop. I mean, I'm not gonna. That was the line. That was the line that sparked the entire <laughs> argument. I've talked about that argument multiple times. Triggered. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, but now in a more in a more refined photographer, <laughs> I, I have used Lightroom only because. I had to go legit and actually buy Photoshop, and so I was like, "Screw it! I guess I'll just get Lightroom too." I was using I was using bootleg Photoshop for oh, the longest time. It, like, it was like CS5, oh. and so that's why I didn't have Lightroom because I just didn't right. want to pay for it. Now I'm paying for it, unfortunately. And <laughs> they got I was like, you. Yeah, they got me yeah, they got because you. I got a new camera, and the file format of the camera wouldn't work with the old Photoshop. Yep. So I was like, Tong. but anyways. So I've been using Lightroom and I use it for workflow. I, now I I don't do any coloring, no editing. The only thing I use Lightroom for is. Uh, Sorting photos, choosing photos, and like light editing, maybe. That's the only part of my workflow I can ever see myself using it for. I'm well, still in Photoshop <laughs> with the healing brush and all that stuff, man. Like, <sighs> see, I do all that in Lightroom. All mm -hmm. of it. All the skin retouching, all the dodging of the burning, and I can do all that in there. I know it's hard, but I it, don't get just... heavy into it, though. And see, and that, that, that's the part of it. I mean, that's the thing. Photoshop is a very intricate tool. Mm -hmm. You can get very detailed, you have a lot more control. You do. You have a lot more control. You that. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit and say that Photoshop is not a bad program by any means. It's an amazing program. I just don't have a use for it for what I do right now. Mm. That's it. If I'm I have so a use for it. So no, camera. So the day. You oh yeah, that's fine. There's gonna be a moment. There's gonna be a moment where you're like, God dang it, I have to use Photoshop to edit out this thing. Oh in the well, background. see, 
I had to buy a flash. I don't know if you saw this on my story. Oh, no, so that was a big deal for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I put a whole bunch of stories up about that because a lot of people, I had a lot of DMs at the beginning. They're like, how are you doing this with no flash? Like, people still ask me on my phone. Like, there's no flash, no wedding. I'm like, no, no, no. So no, I had, no reflector? No reflectors, nothing. But events and weddings. See, that's that's that rabbit yeah. hole, man. Like, see, see it, you're, you're forced to because, you're forced because to. the lighting inside, no matter how high you can crank your camera, you just need that fill light. You just need that extra little push to fill out and like not have them have dark eyes and stuff and it's it's just like all right i have to and, and you and I, and I think i i think i share a lot of that sentiment of like i don't want to use flash it looks cheesy all you know all that stuff but but then i started getting to the studio i was like oh wait a minute it's not the fact that flash is cheesy it's just the photographers who are doing it were cheesy as fuck and then and then the same, same the same way i felt with on-camera flash like i never thought i'd have one but then I ended up getting one, and I was just like, okay, why don't I just treat this as like a fill? Just, just, just to bring out everything and not just make it look like, I don't know, some 50-year-old creepy photographer took a photo <laughs> and everything's overexposed. Right. I mean, I also think it all, a big part of it's all how you start, in my mm -hmm. opinion. You know, it's really how well do you know your setup, I think. Because for me, somebody who didn't use Flash for two years now, really unless I absolutely have to you really know your ISOs you know the lighting you know where you're gonna have to be and you know how capable you are in post I True. mean some of these photos I mean I shoot them and they're like there's no way we're getting anything from that photo and then I show them the final one they're just like that's impossible yeah there's just no way I'm like no it's possible yeah I know that feeling where you look at <laughs> you look at one photo and everyone's like that's the photo and if you find it but then you go you go home you look at it and you're like that's not the photo yeah, that, yeah exactly I'm like no this is what you think the photo is. Yes, yeah, so okay. oh But see, still, no Photoshop. See, <laughs> I, 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 I honestly feel like it's slightly naive to say that because I know I, I feel like it's it's going to happen whether you like it or not. Like something's sure. gonna come up. Like, in not that there's any right or wrong way, but in a weird way, I feel like as as we both start to become way more professional, start getting these bigger gigs and stuff, there just comes a point where it's just like, damn it, like. I don't know. See, because what I've learned is the more my client stuff, the less editing I need to do. Actually, I think that my work is true. I, I think, think my workflow is a lot heavier with my personal stuff than I, it is yeah. with my client work. What, I think that's a good, wow. Yeah, that's like, that's very true. Like with client stuff, I'm just like skin colors because yeah, you, you go. want it to be clean. They just want clean, crisp photos. You mm -hmm. can do all of that in Lightroom very, very quickly. But when you want to get really creative and weird and start doing messing with color gradients and hues mm -hmm. and skewing lighting, yeah, that's when you're gonna have to get heavy edits. I mean, that one photo of Elizabeth that blew up my page for the longest time. I spent three hours editing that photo, I think. I think there's, I, I don't even remember. Dude, I, I just spent it three hours, day. yeah. Like, I like watched, I was watching tutorials, kind of do stuff, like dude, literally, it was seriously. it was so annoying. It was excessive. I like replaced the background, shop, oh my God. It was, it was all Photoshop stuff, it was all Photoshop stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like there is no right or wrong way to do anything in photography. If, no. if, if, if you're attracting clients, if you're getting clients, if you're making that money, if your shit is good, and, or how about this, if you just like what you're doing and it's working for you and it's meeting your goals, if you're not trying to become a full-time photographer, no one cares. But if you are and it's working, then it's like, 
well, you're not wrong. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it kind of hurts my feelings <laughs> to think that there's some, like, 19-year-old photographer in New York, a.k.a. <clears throat> Gunnar Stahl. <clears throat> you know who he is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he uses a 35-millimeter instant flash camera. That drives me it, nuts. Yeah, it, it pisses me off. But at the same time, I'm not hating on the dude because he He's made it work it. and he put himself in a good location. That's but it. It's, it, it comes down to, it's like, it's not about, the, like, how you do it. It's just about what you're doing. That's it. I mean, my thing, my big thing about Photoshop was not the workflow, wasn't the brushes. It was when I started doing photos, like when I first started, I told myself, I'm not going to touch my photos. I said, I'm going to be, not only am I not going to touch my photos, I'm only going to take one shot. I said, I'm going to be that dude that takes one raw photo. That's it. So you were trying to be like super pure from the beginning. I was trying to be ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, I was and, trying and, to be, and I, and I see I'm slowly gone to the yeah, dark side. Yeah, you're slowly <laughs> turning down the ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I think everyone shared that same sense when I first yeah. started. I was like, I was like, natural light only. <laughs> I'm never using flash. Who the fuck would ever use a, a flash outside? And like, I've literally had to use flash outside. I'm like, yeah, it looks, it looks good. No. But the thing is, I actually tried it, mm -hmm. and I hated it. Really? How, what, I tried it last weekend. What, what was your process? Uh, well, it was just, we were in one of those situations where, you know, some fill that would have been nice. And I was like, you know, I have this flash. I've never done it. It's a guy that really doesn't care about it. Was on, it was on top of your camera. Yeah. yeah. On, on cam flash. On cam and he was like, you know, yeah, sure. Let's try it. I, I wanted nothing to do with him. You didn't like it. Instantly deleted it. So, but I never get technical on this show, but like, we'll get technical for a second. Were you, how were you exposing and how were you filming the flash? So I was, just, I mean, it's TTL flash. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just standard you know flash sync it was 200 iso was maybe 400 500 so it was really just to bring him out like it was nothing extra no crazy light playing to do you know those deep shadows you just find a little extra light that's it and i just didn't you it, didn't like it you no did, for that same that core reason is it, is it like just, it looked cheesy almost it just didn't look right to me that that's how i describe photos with like too much flash or just i they always look just look cheesy like it's, like, I'd say it's unnatural. Like even photos I've seen on the cover of like Vogue. Like there's one I forgot maybe five months ago. Mm -hmm. She's in a long red dress. I don't think it's J Lo. I don't want to say that. I want to name drop because I don't exactly remember. Yeah, yeah. But they're standing on a you know in a field. It's same kind of thing. It's like dusk. It's a great photo. It's an amazing photo. But you can tell there's a heavy flash that hit her to be able to see her. And something about that just doesn't. You just don't like it. Just doesn't work for me. You know, I, just, I, I did a shoot and I I used. Uh, like an off-camera strobe and I just triggered it with my camera and my process was I exposed for the background because it was like a big landscape shot I was like I was like, like alright this is how many does like I'm gonna expose for the background but this is different you're probably shooting a portrait yeah so, so so essentially it's like your lighting is perfect you have it how you want it I was trying to think of that situation of like how I would have treated it but I just I would have had to see the photo because in my mind I'm thinking like okay if I'm in a situation I would have gotten my settings right and then just turned down the intensity on my on my flash super freaking low and then just brought it in slowly. Yeah. I mean I could have done that. Mm -hmm. I just like I said, I was just really screwing with it. I didn't I didn't care enough mm -hmm. to put the effort into actually using it to get the shot. Like I just was like, let's just screw with it, let's let's see what happens. Yeah, I see I, I I never find use for on-camera flash besides events as well. And right. I find myself trying to be creative. Like, I, I was shooting outside in raw 2 p.m. daylight. And I, and I was like, all right, let me try something cool. I was like, let me expose and then just bring the fill light in. And it actually looked kind of cool. I'm going to try it with some models. I was doing it on, like, a fence. So okay. it's a little, little different a than fence is things. a good model. <laughs> it knows how to pose itself. So, okay, so 
Don't use Photoshop. You hate Flash. I don't hate Flash. That's a story. I don't hate Flash. You don't hate it. You just don't like to use it. I just don't like to use it. You don't have to use it. No, I will use it if I have to. But desperate but, times call for desperate measures. But the wedding's still looking good, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure they're still fine. But. Oh, yeah. They're looking good. I so, mean, I'm excited to buy it because I actually bought it because now I'm kind of moving into... Because I am going to get into the studio room eventually. I want to see... Are you, are you daunted by it or you just haven't gone there yet? I just haven't got there yet. Um, first year was really finding me, which I think I've been able to do. That's true, second finding year, your voice, your style. Right. Second year is really setting up the business, starting to see, you know, the feelers of what can I do, where can I make money. You know, third year going to next year will be okay. Now I know who I am. Now I know how to make money. This is what I do, so much Where I charge. Where am I going to be going from there creatively mm -hmm. to make myself different and sell myself differently? So that's all going to be next year. That's that's next year's plan. Damn, so. well, I look forward to seeing it. I mean, it sounds like you've got a plan. It's oh, very yeah. smart of you, dude. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. So, speaking of style, like you have a very distinct style. Like, obviously your attention to light shapes that a lot. Also, you know, I've noticed that your style is very contrasty, very colorful. It's like... Can you speak on that? Like, like, am I hitting the? Is that on purpose? Like, where does that come from? It is on purpose. Okay. Um, most people call it moody. That's the term that everybody uses. It's even in your bio. Actually. It is in my bio. Yes. And something about so there was a photographer Josh Flynn. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew him. He was here for a little while. Back around when we started, he was getting ready to leave. He was part of Street Meet for a while. Okay. He went over to he's a Flynnography. Maybe you've seen him. Maybe not. Oh, I would agree. He's an amazing photographer. I mean, the dude is he shoots a Sony. So. Little leg up on us. Yeah. Leg up. What? I'm judging. I'm judging him. <laughs> she hates so Hating right now. No, he, he's an amazing photographer. I mean, I saw his stuff and I was instantly drawn to it. That was it. Well, that was just what did it. I guess. Me. I guess it makes sense because since you're only in Lightroom, it's like all you can really do is play with the colors at that point. You can do a lot. It's like, it's like straight color grading. Mm, yes and no. I mean, color grading, yes. It, for me, it was more about, because I was a landscape and abstract person. I looked mm. at lines. I looked at background. I said, how can I incorporate what I used to do into portraits? And it became a very intricate part of what I do. But, of course, everybody can frame a photo, right? You, maybe not everybody, but you can frame a photo. Yeah. So, from there, it's, yeah, that's what I was saying. So, how can you make it different? How can you do it unique and make it your own style when the frame's not going to change. Your lighting is probably not going to change unless you change or you bring your own light, which we just talked about, I don't do. So so your so, editing, do you think the baseline, if you didn't edit, it would still be just as good? Or you feel like your editing is uh, like you're catering to like an IG sort of aesthetic or anything um, like that? I think it depends on the photo. Really? Um, I feel like there's like certain editing styles that look that just people like more on IG or something. Oh, that's hundred percent. Like cyans and oranges. I, like the thing. I tried that one time. Just that's like the thing right now. I just did it for myself. I just want to say, you yeah, know yeah, what? Everybody does it. Can I do it? Yeah, sometimes that you try. Sometimes I did you got to make a dubstep track. You and know? really, everybody hated it. Really? And I love dubstep, so watch yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> As a producer, you're like, shit, I gotta make a dubstep track. <laughs> But yeah, but no, I, I, everybody hated it. No one liked it. Everybody couldn't stand it. And I started asking people, I was like, you know, what about my work is it? Is it the colors? And they said, no, they said it's the use of perspectives. Yeah, it's the use of line. I am obsessed with lines. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's true. I, I, I think most of the time, most people that are photographers don't notice the filtering right. or it doesn't even play a part. They just like the photo. Like, yeah. I, I think if everyone just posts their photos plain, it might get just as much likes, but it's it's like editing and the colors it's just like the extra sauce that's yeah. like your flavor as a photographer it's like it's like your look 
Correct. You know, yeah. I mean, that's really what editing is. Editing is your touch. Exactly, because it's like the digital format is so clean, it's almost too clean, that we have to put our own sauce on it, otherwise, everyone's will literally look the same and the only thing that matters is just how you use the light yeah or who you're shooting with and where you are yeah I mean, that's, that's really what it will come down to it will come down to who has the best models in the best locations at well, the best lighting well, well, well to be honest so the, those I mean, this is a really good point is that those are things that are i find to be one of the most important things so like when i maybe you could chime in on this but when i first started shooting i didn't care who i was shooting with or where i was shooting or what time of day i was shooting now i'm like like it matters who you are. Like I like you better have some sort of experience. Like uh, the location. I like I'm scouting the location and I'm like finding spots. And the time of day is crucial. Like does that any of that matter to you at this point? Um, time of day I'm starting to see does matter. Yeah. The weird part about me is I actually love cloudy days. A lot of people can't <laughs> stand them. Doesn't love cloudy days. Those I are the love, best days. Like, those are my favorite. Cloudy a lot of people don't so like good. them because there's no sky. People love the sky. Oh, it's they like a like, gray sky. It's always something. gray. So you know, but. For my style, it's great. I love the gray sky. I love the tones. It looks great on the face. Too. It looks great on the face, right? So that's my thing. And in terms of the model, it's I've always shown people that range. I've had people that are experienced. But don't you get sick and of the of the bloggers who can't pose or they have one good pose? Like there was just like a line in the sand where I'm just like, <laughs> no. Well, see, I think you also have worked with more bloggers than me. Um, so maybe you've dealt with that more than well, I Okay, have. not, not because, bloggers, just, just- Or just, in general, just people like, that can't pose. I mean, for maybe. me, what I've done is, you know, I'll just get them real, com I mean, for me, comfort's everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, no matter, because a lot of my clients starting out were people that actually came to me and said, I can't stand being in front of the camera, I'm but you shy. shot with one of my friends, they were the same way, and they said it was a blast, so I had to come try it so how, do, how do you approach that whole, like, building comfort with uh, the subject? Uh, music. That's really? a big one for me. I Outside. always have a speaker. Really? I always bring a speaker. Yeah, it's almost every show. Like a little like Bose, like hanging out. I have a JBO Charge 3 so I can charge my phone. We can play it. We can play their music. Because, I mean, my thing is if they're comfortable, you'll see it. If they're uncomfortable, you'll definitely yeah, they're see like, it. You'll, you'll see they're it. They're hitting like these kinds of poses. If very shy poses. I mean, if that. You'll, I mean, it'll be hard to pull them out of that once you're self-conscious about yourself and insecure about what's going on. But, I mean, that's a lot of our job as photographers. God, that's something that I... I I need to do more outside. It's, and I think about it, it's like females, especially, like the musical aspect way more. Of course. Like, I, I'm so used to shooting outside with no music that whenever I shoot with girls, they're like, where's the music? I'm like, I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, I want to get in the mood. I'm like, oh, you're probably right. So, so music. It's huge. It's huge because. So that's like one way you do it. It's just like. That's probably the number one way. The other way is I spend a lot of time, I said this in my interview, a lot of time before every one of my shoots. Like, if I, especially if it's a client shoot, you know. Random TFP collab stuff, maybe a couple of days we'll talk about it, we'll figure something out, and we'll just kind of go with it for a couple you of You interviewing the subject? Yeah, okay. like if it's a client shoot, like I have one girl right now, she wants to shoot Graffiti Alley in the next couple of weeks. And I mean, I'm talking to her not even about her shoot. I'm like, tell me about yourself. Like, mm. what makes you go? So you actually put a lot of time into like the person the on the phone or just like the idea? Both. Just, Both just, I'm just like, getting hey, to know them. You want to call, you want to DM, you want to text, whatever works for you. Interesting. Like, because if you know more about them, you're gonna know what's gonna make them comfortable and what's gonna make them uncomfortable. Do you see that being viable as you get more busy? Mm, I'm already very busy. It's hard. It is very hard to keep that up. It's mm -hmm. something that probably next to my turnaround time has been took the biggest hit lately. Yeah, but at the same um, time, I can also see that being very valuable because you're making you're turning these people into like good friends that process. Correct. 
I mean, and that's a big part for me, word of mouth. I mean, I've had a lot, nobody I've shot with so far has ever said they're not gonna come back and shoot again, which is good. It's good. And I mean, if they haven't come and shot, they've had somebody that has come to me and said they wanna shoot. And I mean, I think building personal relationship with people is huge. I mean, like I said, from the very beginning. Well, it's everything in this game. It's, it's relationships. everything, man. It's everything. It's how you look at people. It's how you approach people. That's what's going to be the difference. You know, a lot of people will be, I love how you pose this model. You pose that model. Anybody that's ever shot with me, I barely talk at shoots. Really? See, you're not giving them much direction. You're just sort they're, of... Ju- I let in. them just be them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best poses are going to be what they do. My job is to capture it at the right time with the right light and the right setting and make it look good. That's my job. You just, like... Yeah, you set the mood with the music, all like, loosen up. You, at that point, yeah, so it's like at that point by the time you've met up, you already kind of know each other, so they, right. don't, they don't have their guards up. Exactly. You know, they, don't, they already know you're not a creepy guy photographer, and if you were, you wouldn't be this far. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just honest. Like, like in the, it, it, If you were a, a creepy male photographer, because you are a good-looking dude, you could, probably could do it, I would know. Like, I, I would know. Like, we're in a lot of similar no, yeah. friends. Like, I would have heard at least at once, right? Mike is just trying to... No, it's just like... Right. I've actually gone... I've snapped on some photographers for doing that. Dude, I hate... I hate... I've snapped I on some. Like, you're making us all look bad. Don't do that. Dude, I... Oh. And don't, don't let me find out about it. Like, yeah, dude, I've told yeah. people, don't let me find out about yeah, it. Yeah, same. I'm just like, like, dude, like, I got zero tolerance for that. No, because at the end of the day, I mean, these people... I've, I've said this all. This is another thing I said in my interview. You know, these people are... They're trusting you not only to make sure that their work is captured, but you're really the one guarding them. And I mean, you know, that's somebody, especially if it's a girl, that's somebody's daughter, that's somebody's niece, that's somebody's well, sister. It's a very vulnerable thing when you really yeah. think about it. I mean, you're literally staring at this person, trying to capture them, you know, for an hour or two, you know, if not longer. And, and yeah. you, you really start to hang out with them. So I could see how building that comfort. So you're like music, you get to know them, which is smart. It's probably something I should do. I don't Sure, man. It helps. Is there anything else that I'm missing here? It's like the OPEX formula for like epic shots. Um, be OPEX? No, I'm kidding. Um, well, uh, well, I mean, it, I mean that's it, that's, it, that's a I big mean, part. I mean, study. I mean, study your own craft. Find yourself. I mean, mm. be comfortable in yourself. Mm. I mean, that's another big one. That's what I spent a year doing. I mean, Just trying I'm, to find your voice, finding myself. I mean. I've gone through so many different styles of photography it's for black and white, split tones, landscapes, abstracts, animals, whatever, babies. I've shot everything. Mm-hmm. What works for me? What do I actually like to shoot? At this point in time. Yeah. I mean, if you don't like to shoot it, it's going to show. You're well, going to be... Think, I think that's a natural thing as a photographer is to like evolve and your style evolves. I, I think it would be too hard to just be stuck in one style to like just be that one portrait guy in full color all the time you know what i'm saying but i think there are some people they're they're they get in a comfort zone i mm-hmm. mean i think a lot of people really they'll find what they love and they won't venture out like for me my hardest part is telling people i don't only do moody stuff like i can do very sharp clean photos like you just don't see them yet yeah that's just that's part of the, that's part of the plan that's coming that that's what the whole rebrand is coming from oh you're about to do a rebrand i'm in the middle of it are yeah, you changing your name too uh no same name but new website new focus a whole bunch of new stuff's coming interesting this year but interesting. Yeah, basically to show you know more range i mean got it up so there. you're like doing like the whole rebranding as a way to like rebrand and just grow myself more average market For myself. i mean i mean that's i did something similar where i went from the bruce allen to like i changed everything to bruce allen studios just Try to, 
try to share out and like expand what I can do. And tell people, hey, I have a studio. Oh yeah, that's, well, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Dude, it's so crazy. So let's talk about something a little more pertinent to like everything around here. Photographer in DC, what, what are your opinions on that? What do you mean? Well, for example, I think being a photographer, photographer in DC has a lot of like interesting dynamics. Like, or the people that are here are all pretty much political or corporate. A lot of bloggers kind of run the social media space. It's not New York, it's not LA. Right. Um, and I mean, you're a portrait photographer, which is a little more interesting, but I'm a fashion photographer and I find it interesting to find, you know, brands to work with. But is there anything you've noticed as OPEX, as a photographer, navigating through the seas of DC, like, photographer? There's a way bigger scene than people think. There's a lot of people. I can agree with that. There's a lot of people that want photos and there's a lot of talent here. Um, I think- Talent that, in what way? I mean, every way. I mean, you have hip hop artists, you have singers, you have singer songwriters, you have poets. I mean, you have everything under the moon, but it doesn't have the recognition. It's not like it in New York. It's not like, it has nothing to do with do we not have the creative talent. We definitely have the creative talent. And as you know from Creative Fest that's coming, people are here. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I mean, there's already hundreds of people. I mean, that just shows you just how quickly and how big it really is, but there's no exposure. LA, New York, these are places that's, that are established. That's an interesting way to put it, is the exposure factor. That's it. There's, no, there's not many platforms, I feel like, here that really put you on. Right, I mean, think about it. All these big brands, right? You know, you go to Tyson's Gallery, you're a fashion photographer, so you can relate to this. You know, Gucci, you have Versace, you have Yves Saint Laurent, mm -hmm. you have, I mean, you just keep going. The list I mean, goes on. Well, yeah, it just goes on and on and on. Those are just the three that I keep seeing on TV right now. But where are all those based? You're not gonna say, like my friend, for example, works at Versace. Mm -hmm. He will go and talk to people. First thing they're gonna tell him, Oh, you must be from New York. They don't say he's from DC, even though there's one in Galleria. Most people don't even know there's one in Galleria at all. Just because it's not what people are expecting for fashion. They expect runway to be in New York or in LA. It's not something here. And until big business money really comes in and puts money into that industry, we're, we're gonna be in trouble. I don't, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I, I don't think relying on anyone to put money in DC. <laughs> I think it's so much about like us as photographers and just creatives in the city putting everyone else on, putting ourselves on. I think that's what really creates the buzz. Uh, will it ever be New York? No. Will it ever be LA? No. But do I feel like a big fish in a small pond in DC? Hells to the yes. Like I, I can only, there's only a handful of photographers that I think actually do good work in this city. That I know at least. I'm sure people that I don't know but I don't know, it just, when I look at New York, I see hundreds of high-level photographers and I go, fuck. <laughs> and then when I look at DC, I go, yeah, this isn't a bad place. <laughs> but see, but then, but then you have to really weigh your options, you know? Do you want to be a big fish in that small pond? Because eventually the water's gonna run out in your small pond and you're gonna drink, you're gonna die. There's no water left. Eventually you're gonna run out. I mean, you gotta switch ponds, I guess. Well, let's see, do you? Or do you bring the water to you? Do you dig a trench? Mm. I mean, that's really what I've thought about is because there is a lot of very talented photographers. And I learned this when I actually hopped into this whole wedding scene is there was one guy, Sam something. I was just browsing through going on his Instagram. He has 70,000 followers. He's DC based. Uh, dude, don't and you he's hate incredible. Seeing, don't you hate seeing that? And he's shit. incredible. Like, he's yeah, amazing. You're, you're like, 
Never heard of him. Yeah, never heard of but him. But that's not my scene. So in his scene, he probably is a big fish in a small pond, as you're saying. But I could see where you're relating to, because if you are the big fish in a small pond, good luck mm-hmm. to anybody else. I mean, that's the culture I of think, DC. I think that's the daunting thing for new photographers, too, is like you see someone like that who maybe like you were that photographer trying to get to the wedding street, and you see that guy, and you just... There's, there's two types of people. The, people, the person that goes, I'm going to be there one day, and the person that goes, fuck, I'll never get there. That's it. No, that's 100%. And I mean, that all goes back to what I was saying, mindset within yourself. That's probably the number one thing that's helped me is you just have to be confident to the point of almost cocky yeah. and egotistical. I mean, I'm, I'm competitive like myself. So when I right. see something, like I get very competitive in a way that I, I, I'm like, I want to know how you did that and I want to do it better. That's it. Yeah, I mean, you, and if you don't, why are you doing this? I mean, that's just my philosophy. If you're not trying to beat the next guy up and get the leg up and get to the next level, why are you continuing to spend your time on it? Well, the thing I is, mean, not, not all photographers, I think a lot of photographers are very shy, quiet people. Yeah, but that, that's, well, well, I, I, in, in, that's true. In, in, in a weird way now, because of Instagram and social media, I feel like photographers have become this sort of rock star in where, like, like just hear me out, where... Like on social, especially on such a uh, visual driven me- visual driven medium, like who's got the best stuff? Photographers and good looking models. So it's like in a weird way, it's like we're almost in a weird golden age of photographers where now we can not just be the guy in the background. We are a brand. We are our own celebrity. We are like the, like we are that fame. It's so weird, and I've been noticing that just as my own brand, you know. I mean, I could definitely say that. I mean, you know, as you're saying, I mean, you're the first person that's even said my name in public in probably three months. People that are very close to me, people that me and you both know, they don't use my name. They don't say Marcus? OPEX all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, friends, family. They just call you OPEX? Don't have my name anymore. Oh man, see, I I didn't, I didn't didn't go with like the the, the actual name. I just went with Bruce Allen. Yeah. And and I was able to get the Bruce Allen across all socials. Because when I approached it, I was very like, okay, this is my brand. I'm gonna go do it right and begin. Right. I mean, see, but well, see, but mine, it was an, it was an abbreviation for optical expression. That was where it started. Oh, that shit. was my original name. That's pretty crazy. It was optical expression, then shortened it to Opex Photography, and then shortened it again to Opex Photos. And then I was like, everybody's like, you know, that's a really dope name. Like, just keep it, and that's where it's at now. I was gonna make that same switch. My logo actually right now is generated. M card of photography. Ooh. Right now it actually is generated, but I actually just talked to my graphic designer. We're scrapping that entire thing. Really? I mean, that's a pretty big rebranding to go from like your name photography. Oh, it's huge. I thought about, I mean, maybe we'll keep that. We'll see. I have a couple different plans in place. We'll see. My only thing that is that like I would, I advise every photographer to never put their name photography because I feel like you're pigeonholing yourself in the future. So like when I approached it, I was like, yo, I'm going to be Bruce Allen or the Bruce Allen. And if I do podcasts, if I do YouTube videos, if I do photography, well, photography will be the thing. It makes sense. Like you're not pigeonholing yourself. True. For me, I just didn't want to put my name on it um, for the longest time. I wanted it to be something different where like it all goes back to interaction. I wanted people to, if you want to actually know about me, you know, that will be able to differentiate the people who really want to know me as me and the people that just want to know me for my work. Mm-hmm. Like if you come to me and you always call me OPEX, I'm gonna start to look at you a little funny because it's like, okay, you don't even use my name, but you know my name, which means you don't really want to be around me for me, you want to be around me for my work. So it actually helps me differentiate those two. So oh, now you think, I know. You think they're cloud chasing. Oh, I know. 
there's people out there, and I wouldn't say clout chasing, I just think it's work chasing. I mean, because like you said, photographers are rock stars. At the end of the day, I mean, you need photographers, but we also need models. But I think a lot of people forget that that's a mutual benefit on everybody's side. Like, yes, we need people to shoot photos of, but do we need that one person? No, we never do. No, we don't. And do you need to shoot with me? No, no you don't need don't. to. You're choosing to. So at that time, you have to have that respect. I mean, some people, I think they just think photographers sit around and just wait for people to shoot and edit photos. But if you really know photographers and actually get to know them, they're pretty busy people. They don't really sleep much. And they spend a lot of time and energy on a lot of free stuff for a very long time. So, you know, that's how you come up is by doing free work. Right. Yeah. So, but then, you know, it's almost kind of insulting when people try to twist you around like you don't know. And, you know, you, that's you, and when you say that, you mean like someone who tries to get free work out of you. Right. But they won't say it like I would much rather somebody come up to me and just be like, hey, I want to shoot for free. Here's my concept. This is what I want to do. You come to me like that. I'm saying this on record. If you come to me with a dope concept and like say, honest, you have everything yeah, in mind. You literally you don't came, have to do anything. You thought about it. You said, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it with you. I don't have money to pay. I will nine times out of ten still shoot you unless I am completely swamped in work. I probably would. It sounds pretty dope if you got a free day. Or why not? But now, if somebody comes to me and goes, "Hey, want to book a shoot? We talk, we talk, we talk. Oh, here's my rate. I mean, you're not gonna hear from me again. Oh, dude, you're just not gonna hear from me again. I, I, I've, I've gotten to the point where I just drop it in the beginning. Hey, you know, something paid right. That way, we save all that small talk. That's true. But you wonder when I started doing to like those random girl DMs that are like, "Yo, let's shoot." They don't. So if like they're halfway there to like being shoot, I'll just be like, okay, yeah, we can do some of the studio, and I just use them to practice lighting setups. Oh yeah. Like it, it's, I'm just like, oh yeah, let me practice with you, and like they don't know that they might get like one or two good photos, but for me, I like I just learned so much. True. I mean that makes sense. I mean you know at that, but my thing is I don't have that kind of time. That's you know, true. See, because you know, you, you're doing it full time, so you have kind of a little bit of flexibility in that time to spend on still that. I don't. Yeah, like, you have like zero my days time. are literally. It's like this is how much time I have for this. This is how much time I have for this. This is how much time I have for this. So if I'm gonna spend my time right now on something that's not being either paid in monetary value or some sort of an exposure. Why am I doing it? Like you have to give me a reason. Yeah, you're like, right. You have like, to like, really like, intrigue yeah, if, if, you're, if you're gonna like connect me to someone higher or be a connect or if we're not gonna like if this isn't gonna add to my portfolio it's like I'm not wasting my time anymore. right yeah I mean, it has nothing to do with you know who they are like I really don't care that you can know, yes it's a nice to shoot with people that have a whole bunch of followers sure but what I've learned about Instagram there's a lot of accounts out there with a lot of followers that, that are, are completely fake, fake. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I would much rather shoot with somebody that when we post stuff on their page, even if you have a small following, a high percentage of your small following loves it, and a high percentage of my following loves it, then somebody that eh, has a good following but thinks just because they have a high following, they now don't have to do anything. That's what Ooh, I've I hate people with high followings think they can get free shoots from photographers. Yes. Ooh, that pisses me off. Like like those hot girls who like DM, hey, I'd love to shoot with you sometime, and they think that like they're worth everything, and you're just like, Oh yeah, sure. Here's my rates, and they're just like, oh, never mind. You're just like, Ugh. yeah, that, that, that's that's everybody's right. I mean, you know, I get it. You know, not if if I was at 25k and somebody came to me with a 
1,000 following? Yeah, of course. I mean, at that point, you have an image to I mean, that, that's true. I mean, yeah, you have to leverage the clout. At some point, it's like, it's like, ooh, me shooting through, unless like you're a fantastic undiscovered model. Correct. You know, then it's like, this isn't worth my time. Right, and, I'm, I'm, and that's why I'm not mad at them for that. But the thing that makes me mad is when people curve me when I'm young, but now you want to come shoot with me because that's been what I've run into. Ooh. Is you know the whole the famous line back then you didn't want me now I'm hot yeah yeah because I've had that happen where people have curved me for months. You've seen my content. It's not like my content but, has but, done a huge. But you're in their grow. DMs trying to oh just, yeah just ben, collab yeah just collab you know yeah. you know I'm gonna give you a bunch of free work you know this that I know I think we can create you don't want it you don't want to hear about it. you don't want to hear about it. now I shoot with three four five of your friends and now it's like all of a sudden now you want to shoot with me and now you want me to give it to you for free feels good doesn't it. Yeah, this really disinfected. <laughs> oh, gotcha. And then you're like, no, I'm too busy. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, now I really am just too busy. I mean, right now, I really just want to get out of my workflow, man. My my, my workflow hole is deep. Dang, so that's deep. like, I mean, dude, here, here, here's, here's how you do it. You just go find your friend with the Adderall prescription, <laughs> pop, pop a couple of those over the weekend, turn the phone off, you'll be good. By Sunday, you will have no sleep, you'll have lost 20 pounds. <laughs> You, you would have had you'd have, losing 20 pounds I'm okay with yeah you've, you'd have watched like 10 animes and somehow <laughs> still gotten all that shit edited that's true yeah I mean if, if I can finish all my edits that I'm at right now by my birthday in three weeks I will be very very happy nice you can do anything for your birthday um probably not I'm gonna probably be working I gotta shoot three days before my birthday that week it's on a Wednesday yeah you just gotta do though yeah I mean word well Marcus Opex, whichever one you want to be called, uh, <laughs> feel like we're getting pretty close to like wrap up. We're, we've been talking for like an hour and like almost twenty minutes. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a while. I told you we can just keep going. I mean, like, time flies. It does. But I mean, overall, dude, I feel like you're like a very uh, purist in a weird way. Like you're very, <laughs> like you you, you you you're you're very romantic and very purist about photography. Which is, I mean, I'm glad I got to find that out. Like just the way you approach handling the model, it's a very sort of organic like. Romantic sounds weird, but like the way you sort of court them in before the shoot is very interesting. It's something that I've never thought of or, or have heard someone do before. I think that's super unique. It's probably why your photos have this sort of raw emotion in them. And also it's like the way, I, I think that's one of the smartest things like a photographer could ever do is like be such an admirer or just learner of light, learning and like trying to figure out how light works. Like that'll get you anywhere. Like that, that's the most important part of photography is like you're not really taking pictures, you're just like, trying to capture the light effectively and you hopefully it falls you know where you want it to yeah or if not bring it out later yeah exactly you can always bring up those shadows but right? you have to know that you can do that see i mean that's that's the thing i mean that's and that's i think a big tool you mm -hmm. know kind of my last wrap-up point in all this and where all the light stuff comes from is my number one piece of advice since you know gotta give a piece of advice by leave. No, please, please, actually, actually, yeah, give us <laughs> advice and just, yo, anything else you have to say? I mean, so, I mean, my, my number one piece of advice for anybody, I mean, would have to be really get to know yourself and your gear and how you work together, hmm. like 100%. It doesn't matter who you shoot with, like, I'm telling you right now, I don't care if it's somebody who has modeled never or somebody who has modeled for 17 years, come to me, I know my gear enough that... It may, there'll be things that this person obviously will do better. There'll be little subtleties, but just standard looking at the photo, were these both good photo sets? Yes, they will both be good. Simply because you know yourself, you know your camera, you know what it's capable of. When you have that, 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who you shoot with. Doesn't matter. It really, to me, does not matter. There's preferences. Of course, I'm going to prefer somebody that brings a creative aspect or prefer somebody that brings For an sure. experience of modeling and posing. Mm-hmm. But is it required? By no means. By no means is it required. I actually kind of like people that don't because, like you said, they're raw. Like, very true. they're very, very raw. And you get, and you, especially when you pull that side out of them, and that's one thing that I really feeling. That I have to say that I've taken from Willis' photo, his ability to pull people's rawness out is, is mind-blowing. I mean, essentially, that's our job. But I've seen people do it, but you know, it's usually when people do it, it seems like they're doing it, right? Like you can mm. tell they're pulling it out. With him, I don't know what it is. It's something that I really am studying. And he knows this, so I, I don't have a problem saying this. I think I think it's 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 like your energy. It's like your dynamic. There's something to each photographer that makes unique. The same way every swordsman has a unique thing. That's true. Every photographer has like this sort of unique characteristic about that. Right. But I think there also is like yes, that's hundred percent. I mean that's every photographer will have something that makes him unique. That's not just the photos, that will make the experience of your photos great, which will show in the pictures. But also, it's you have to have a degree of people skills. Like you have to. I mean, if you're not, I mean, I came from a background of IT. I mean, I know introverted people, programmers, introverts, but engineers. That's what photographers were at one point. Now, just because of the, our landscape, it's now we have to be these outgoing Why social they still are? people. I think they're more introverted now because really? now they have a platform. When I mean, you think about it, it's just like the cyberbullying. Before the internet, there wasn't a cyber bully. If you wanted to be a bully, you had to go out there, go to the gym, lift weights, and go be a bully. Yeah. You couldn't do that. But now with the internet, you can be a cyber bully. You can sit there and say whatever you want. She's like, you can have these people on Instagram, on Facebook, on Snapchat. They can go. They can throw up great content, throw up cool captions, be all in the DMs. But then come face to face, and now you know this model actually answered you, and now you're sitting face to face with a superstar model with 100,000 followers, and you freeze up like a clam. Because now you're out from behind the door of social media. I mean, that's 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 a very true dynamic. Anyone can be cool in text and on social, but in in real life, it's like people skills. It's it's a people skills, and I think that comes in time with doing shoots. You know, it, it, yes. it's it, is it going to be harder for you to be, you know, a more successful photographer if you're not outgoing? Probably. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Like, 100%. I meet clients going to events and doing things. You know, even on social, it's like models like to see your face. Like, they want to know that you're not some random creepy guy <laughs> on the internet. Like, that's they want to know who you are and see what you look like. Yeah, I mean, see, that's the funny part because I don't really post photos of myself. I, I, mean, I don't really either. My, just recently, my story is even your story. Off. You don't really show yourself much. Not, not often. I mean, because I like to keep my personal stuff personal. Like I have a lot of aspects of my life that's personal that I just keep to myself. Mm. You know, if it's business, it's business. Because at the same time, I don't want to be out there. You know, a lot of these girls have husbands, have boyfriends. I encourage you, bring them along. Come to my shoots. If they're comfortable, you're comfortable. If you're both comfortable, I'm comfortable, and that's cool. Yeah, I always. But you know, if it's always professional and it's always business they're going to be more comfortable you know they're going to say you know okay this person and that's like your whole instagram thing was everything see i run a weird line because i run a personal brand via 
my photography brand. And I'm doing it on purpose, and I, I have to be very careful what I post on there. I can't just post a photo of me smoking a fat blunt, oh, or me yeah. like with this big kitty girl. You know, like, I have to be very careful with that, but like, you seem to be a lot more professional than I am. And in a weird way, I guess it's kind of the whole rock star thing, like, because you're cool, I want to shoot with you, because I think you're cool, like, sort of aesthetic. And it works. I mean, it, it's a big part of it. I mean, it's a big part of it. I mean, people skills, knowing your people, I mean, that comes with, I mean, shoots, yes, but at the end of the day, like I'm saying, even if you do 500 shoots, if you don't really work on being good with people, you're going to struggle. Like, you're so, just... So, most important part, like, better with people, is just have good people skills. Yeah, just be a good person. Like, just straight up, just, just be, be a good guy. Just person. really, just be a good person. Just be like, a person, don't be creepy. Like, straight and up. I promise things will probably work out for you. Like, you'd be surprised. Like, just be the dude that it, think about it in from their shoes. Like, if they're approaching, if I was that person approaching a photographer, how would I want them to treat me? If I was this person's dad, how would I want my daughter to come back and say about their shoot? If I was this person's boyfriend, what would I want them to say coming back from a shoot? Big facts. Like, have that. Because then, you know, they're going to be very comfortable. And like I said, comfort to me isn't the number one key to all my shoes. 100%. Dang. Hands down comfort. That, that's like one of the, yeah, like you just make people feel comfortable. That's it, 100%. That's my number one thing I do. Everything else, freelance and throw the sauce on it. But you got to work on making people feel comfortable. Thank you. I mean, that's a crucial takeaway that's it. For, for everyone. <laughs> I mean, for any photographers listening to this and watching this, I mean, like, dude, I feel like, You've dropped some knowledge about the OPEX <laughs> world that most people probably don't get to see. Probably not. Yeah. For sure, man. Well, there's always more. You know. I mean, dude, can't, we can't, can't we, give them everything. We, we, we could probably sit here and rattle off a couple hours. But, dude, uh, if anyone wants to follow you or anything on your socials, uh, they just spell it out real quick because they might be like in their car or something. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, OPEX photo. So it's O as in orange, P as in Paul, E as in extraordinary, X as in X-ray. Dot photos. Ah, on right. Instagram and then the website's OPEXphotos.com. It's a brand new brand for the brand new site. So if you haven't checked that out, check that out. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad you, come, you could come here to the studio, get chat. Yeah, man. It Thanks for having dude. me. This was great. Yeah. Had a good conversation, learned some stuff, had a couple civil arguments, <laughs> not crazy like they were before. So, Team Nikon, Team Android all day. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Team Lightroom. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I take everything back, bro. I hate you. Peace out. All right, guys. That's it. That's the angle. Peace.